Podcast. This is your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. Today is September the 18th, 2019. Happy- we are full of fried chicken. Happy Cheeseburger Day. Happy National Cheeseburger Day, everybody. <laughs> we did it wrong. We had KFC instead, but hey, what are you going to do? Chicken's delicious. <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. This is episode this 193? Episode, roughly. Roughly? 190 is something, something, something right around there. We're slowly creeping up to two hundos. Yeah, we're getting there. We'll get there. But before we get there, we have a whole episode to do. And man, what a banger this is. Obviously, the highlight of the week is in video games. We'll get there at the end of the show. Yes, stay tuned at the very end. We will talk. Yes. In depth. In depth, probably half hour. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, about in depth about uh, Borderlands Three. Yes, Borderlands Three. Might as well uh, say the title. It was the game we were streaming and it's on our Twitch the channel. The rare game that both of us purchased. So it is. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that a little later. But first, we start the show with movies, and we start the movies section with the weekend box office number. All right. So uh, I said there will be no new number one this week. And you were correct. It chapter two uh, hauled over from last week. It is uh, uh, still number one, another $39 million, adding to a respectable 152 domestic. Okay. That's pretty good. There you go. But your number two uh, shocked a lot of people by coming uh, so close uh, to number one. Hustlers, your uh, Jennifer Lopez vehicle, uh, $33 million. Whoa, what was that? 33? 33. What's that gap difference? That is a $6 million difference. Ooh. That's a tight... Gap. Ripper. Gap. Okay. Anyway, uh, I hear uh, people love that movie. It's I hear Rotten Fresh. It's Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh. Yeah, critical buzz, uh, audience buzz, um, and yeah, I think it's going to be uh, probably something that's pretty talked about for the rest of the year. So uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, number okay. three, uh, Angel has fallen, still hanging out there. $4. Angel, $4 million. Angel is still continuing yeah, to fall. Falling as we speak. In and out. Number four, those good love. good boys are still good. It's four point two million dollars added to its seventy three million dollar domestic total. That's a good good total, about three hundred percent return rate there. And rounding up your top five, the Lion King with another three point six million dollars for its crazy run of five hundred thirty million dollars domestic. Yeah, domestic. Um, that thing, you know, despite what everyone was saying about why does this thing exist, made money. Made the money, and that's continues, all Disney cares about. Continues to make money. Uh, in case you're wondering what the uh, another of the debuts last week uh, how uh, that we talked about last week uh, did the Golden Finch yeah the Gold Finch Gold way Finch. down at number eight with only two point six million dollars that was definitely a niche film uh, yeah. kind of an indie film so that does not surprise me in that total yeah no not uh, not spectacular what is spectacular though the Amazing Spider Man no oh. Spectacular Spider-Man. No, the movie's coming out this week. The Spectacular Spider-Man. No. Oh. No Spider-Man movie this week. Instead, we get three very different movies. First up, Ad Astra. Oh, the film that was supposed to come out back in March, but then got delayed. Yes. Yes. Uh, This one stars Brad Pitt as he searches the stars for his father, Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. I've seen a billboard for this. I... Okay. (laughs) Um... Also in theaters this week, get your grandmothers excited. 
get your tell your mom that it's not on PBS because Downton Abbey the movie in theaters this weekend for its limited engagement. I believe this will be this. This will act as the series finale. Yeah. Yeah. And from the radio ads that I've heard, apparently the Queen has come to visit Downton Abbey. The Queen. The Queen. Wait, like the actual Queen or the Downton Abbey the, Queen? The Queen in the Downton Abbey universe. Oh. I don't know if that's the same queen or not. I would assume it would be. I assume it would be, <laughs> but I don't know if they could actually, like, officially get her to star in a film. No, no, no. I mean, it would have been at the time of Downtown Abbey, so they can't get the current queen. Well... That wouldn't make any sense. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and then lastly, uh, in case those two movies seem boring to you, Rambo Last Blood is also in theaters this week. Yes. This should be the final <laughs> Rambo. It's called... Last Blood, which means that it should be the last movie, but we'll see. Yes, but that's what they said about Rambo 6, yeah. and then Rambo, and, and then, then the Rocky movies. John Rambo. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, those are your new movies this week. Exciting, huh? Yeah. Um, not really. No, None of these I'm will not, be number one. I'm not going to go see a movie. <laughs> None of these will be number one. I will instead be watching football, apparently. In fact, did you see a movie this week? Oh, did I? I, uh, did you? I'm asking. Uh, no, I saw It Chapter 2 was the last movie I saw. Okay, well, that means we get to move on because I also did not see any films. So, we wow. move on to movie news. Okay, movie news. First up in movie news, we are talking about AMC, the theater chain. Well, it's about the theaters in general, but AMC kind of made a big splash about this. But yeah, apparently there's a new agreement with major in-theater advertising firm, National Cinemedia. Uh, top exhibitors, Regal and Cinemark, will incorporate advertising just prior to the, quote, attached trailers before feature films. But AMC, though, they've come strongly against the plan. The pact starts November 1st and will designate a single 30 or 60 second ad as a, quote, platinum spot. That ad will play immediately before the attached one or two trailers right before the feature. So that will be after... I guess several trailers. Yes. And before the two last trailers. Yes. This will be an ad in between two movie trailers. Uh, customarily, in case you're wondering, the studio distributing the teacher attaches one or two trailers for its upcoming titles. This is why you always see a trailer for the next Pixar movie in front of a Pixar movie. It's also why you see, like, the next big studio film right before the picture you're there to see. Right, yeah. It's the last thing they want you to specific, but yes. It's the last thing they want you to see before you came here to see the thing you wanted to see. So previously, the pre-show complement of ads had ended before the stated showtime, uh, as we well know, at which trailer at which point trailers would begin to play. Uh, National Cinemedia said that the new agreement means its quote pre-feature program of ads will now play up to five minutes past the scheduled showtime. In other words, a showtime of 8 p.m. can now feature on-screen ads playing all the way until 8.05. The, movie comes at a deli- the move comes at a delicate time for theatrical moviegoing. Exhibitors and studios alike are facing intensive challenges from subscription streaming. Attendance and revenue, while it's head steady, is under pressure, and they're looking to things like this uh, to uh, patch Su- up their money. Supplement some income yes, using advertisement dollars. What do you think about this? Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I mean, I hate it already that there's like six movie trailers before <laughs> an actual film. Yeah. To where I have to sit if you're through. If lucky, we're like seven, eight, nine, ten. 
Yeah, but even then, each trailer is at roughly um, 90 seconds to two minutes. Yeah. And then two times six is 12 minutes. So that's already going to be a start time of, if it's at 8 o'clock, an 8.10 start time. Yeah, if you're looking at a movie that's stacked with trailers, which most of those, like, blockbusters are, Mm -hmm. uh, then yeah, you've got an ad sandwiched in between (laughs) between them to make that wait longer. Now, Coca-Cola already does this where yes. they'll show their own uh, AMC Coca-Cola <laughs> ad before the actual start of but the movie. I feel movie. like they get away with that because a- it's an ad for AMC. It's also an ad for AMC. Even though it's also an ad for Coke. Yes. It's like mostly like reminder to the audience like, hey, you can get a Coke outside. Like you can just go into the lobby and get a Coke anytime. What, what about pepperoni pizza? You could get a pepperoni pizza and a Coke. Or nacho cheese. Yeah. With jalapenos. Yeah, or you could get uh, pancake. Pan- pan- <laughs> like, what is it? Uh, pancakes? <laughs> pancakes? Yes, you, can get pan- you can't get pancakes. I don't know why my brain with pancakes instead of popcorn. Popcorn. Which is what I was pancakes. trying to say. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This- but whatever you do, make sure you get it with a side of Coke. With a Coke. Yeah, a side of Coke. Side Coke. <laughs> yes. Just pour it in the tray, just the side of it. Yep, yep, right on the side. So, yeah, I guess uh, uh, good for AMC to stick into their guns and be like, hell no, about this. Yeah, uh, that is good customer service. It makes yeah. me appreciate like AMC. Yeah. yeah. Even though they're pretty bad still. But, yeah, whatever. Well, but, they already charge more than their competitors, so. But uh, speaking of uh, movie theater chains, though, one thing that they're happy about is uh, this next story. Alright, um, bring out your tissues, bring out your um, old red cars, Baxter cards. Also, yeah. bring out your dead because we got another company to pile on here. So, we have been talking about MoviePass for a very long time here on the podcast. We reported way back when it was uh, the price was cut. And it was a big phenomenon for like six months. Yeah, uh, we covered the whole ups and downs of it with them changing rules, people rebelling because they changed rules, and just the slow, slow demise of what we knew as once was a good deal. Uh, It was a great deal for consumers. Now the deal is over as uh, MoviePass has officially ended. The company announced that it will be shutting down tomorrow. Well, today, well, well, two days ago? Just, it's happened. It's officially done. It already Shut happened. Shut down. The company informed its subscribers that it was ending the service because, quote, its efforts to recapitalize MoviePass have not been successful to date. Basically, they can't make any money hmm. off of it, so why sell it? Isn't that what I said when yeah. they started they this thing? They can't make money off of that. It's really good if you can sell that data. But they can't. But you can't. Parent company Helios and Matheson Analytics has said... It formed a strategic review committee to explore possible sale of all or some of its assets. So, don't be surprised if you see the name MoviePass return. Yes. But this exact uh, business structure will not. This is dead. Right. At least this is dead for this time. Um, This concept of a movie, of a subscription to movie theaters. It lives on in the form of the AMC stuff. Yeah. And chain specific services right uh regal unlimited uh, amc's yeah. a-list stubs so this is still out there if you want something like this but the peak movie pass that everybody loved so much is gone 
We have officially lasted longer than Movie Pass. We did. We yeah. have seen the beginnings, the rise, rise and fall, fall of Movie Pass. High show. five. We did it. We did it. Missed. No, I did that because otherwise you spike on the audio. Okay. All right, that's it for movie news. Two quick stories, and we're in and out. Which All means right. we get to go to television, and we always start television. Uh, any last quick thoughts on movies? No, with the sports corner. Okay, let's roll right in then. Yeah, let's let's speed to video games here. Okay. All right. Speaking of speeding, NASCAR, the Roval is da, back. Da, da, da. I'm so excited. I'm gonna I watch this are. this time. <laughs> NASCAR is bringing back the Roval in just two. Fast weeks. Yeah, Charlottesville will, will, will be not this upcoming Sunday, but the following Sunday. This past weekend, they were in Las Vegas, <laughs> and boy, was that a boring ass race. If you are new to the Media Boat Podcast, <laughs> you don't know what the hell we're talking about. Last year, we were introduced to the concept of a roval, which is a half road, half oval NASCAR track. Yeah. Where chaos happens, and it is exciting. Especially because the very first year they introduced this last year, um, at the very end, the car in front, or the car in second, spun out the car in front, <laughs> the leader, for the car in third to end up winning the race. It is exciting. It is chaos. It is mayhem. I am excited for the Roval to return. Yep. Roval. Uh, I mean, believe it will be one of the only races you will watch. Yeah, I, I just want to see. I just want to see what the Roval is like. Uh, moving on, uh, football is in full swing now. Yes, the NFL. But two of your favorites, uh, two big quarterbacks, uh, none other than Mr. Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees, got injured already. Yeah, uh, turns out old men are really old. <laughs> they're not that old, yes. Uh, <laughs> they're, take, old. they're not young enough where they can take hits uh, as resilient as they could. Considering they've been in the air in the league 15 years-ish going on, yeah, that's pretty old for a quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger injured his arm, uh, Drew Brees injured his hand, and Adam Vinatieri injured his hip. Uh, as old Ben Vinatieri has missed a record Six field goals already this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a good. He for is old men. He is contemplating retirement. I would too. And I would too. If I was too. Uh, anything else notable in NFL? Oh, there's a lot notable. Uh, Sam Darnold has been kissing a bunch of strangers, That's so he has mono. Oh, okay, got it. Or he went to a high school dance and got mono. Yeah, he went to prom. He went to prom. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Dolphins are so bad, period. They are the new joke of the league. Uh, but speaking of the Hi. joke of the league, Antonio Brown <laughs> may or may not still face allegations of yeah. sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, well, we but talked about that last week. We talked about that last week. Uh, Anything new happening in football before I move on to other sports here? Oh, Yes. Um, Ellie is officially benched. Uh, the Duke of Newark, Daniel, <laughs> or James, da- Connor Daniel, James Daniel, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, I got there eventually. Daniel Jones, the rookie quarterback out of Duke that the New York football giants picked up, will officially start this upcoming Sunday, thus benching Eli Manning. Wow, okay. And I affectionately call him 
the Duke of Newark. <laughs> because he was the quarterback of Duke, Duke. and he plays uh, in MetLife, which is in you Newark. <laughs> so I call him the Duke of Newark. Think some, people call him, your some people call him Danny Dimes because he throws dimes, but I'm going with the Duke <laughs> of Newark. It's more real that way. Danny Dimes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. Anything else with football before we can finally move on? Uh, Minshew. That is not a Pokemon. Bless you. Thank you. But there's a guy's name. Check him out. He may be the next best thing this league needs. Minshew. Minshew. Yeah, it does sound like Pokemon. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it for um, NFL Roundup that I can call off the top of my head. If you are not interested in football and want to know when... The next couple of sports are coming. Well, I've got good news to you. Preseason for basketball and hockey have started. Yes, those two uh, leagues run concurrently with each other. Yes. Uh, they begin at the same time. They end roughly the same time in June. So yeah. we have preseason to look forward to. So get your uh, jerseys ready. Yeah, uh, get them primed, pressed, and <laughs> ready to be worn. All right, cool. Anything else in sports before we move on to television news proper? Tell it. Oh, anything else happening in sports? No. no. Baseball no. season's wrapping up. Uh, playoffs will be next month. Uh, playoffs will be next month. I think next week we should have a clearer picture of yes. who is making the picks, who is making the playoffs, who is officially winning each division by next week, if not the week after, because we literally have two weeks left of yeah. September. And then we get into playoff baseball, you know, where it actually counts. Yep, so we'll see. All right, let's move into television news proper. First up in television news is, of course, Netflix, because they're spending more money. All right, what is Netflix buying now? Weirdly enough, it's not what you'd expect. Usually, when we have a story like this, they're spending money on original programming. Right. But here we have um, a little bit of a different tact. They're stealing something right under Hulu's nose. Um, Handmaid's Tale. No, no, no. Don't think original. Think repeats. Repeats? Yeah. Remember, we actually reported this story a couple of years ago when it was big news that Hulu wrapped up the streaming rights for Seinfeld. What? Well, now Netflix has, has it, spent more money on it. Has it been five years? Two, two years, is that? <laughs> two years? Oh, okay. Years. Just a couple years. But yeah, uh, Netflix has grabbed Seinfeld, uh, all 180 episodes, and uh, will uh, air them on their service uh, after their uh, five-year deal that they made with Hulu ends, which is 2021. Okay. That's so yeah, okay. Two so years that's ago, we talked about it, but really, it's yeah. just twenty twenty one. So there's the five year thing I'm referring to. So yeah. Uh, the meanwhile, other Netflix favorites uh, are not having the same uh, uh, fate. The Office is going to be, of course, on NBC Universal's new streaming service, which this week was revealed to be named Peacock. Wait, is that a joke? No, that's real. Wait, that's real? Yes, that's real. I did not see that. It's called Peacock. I did yeah, not see that. that. Was I thought you would have this story, and you don't. No. Yes, it's called Peacock, and it launches next year. What? 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 Peacock. I, I get it, yes. <laughs> but, peacock. hey, we're going to watch this on the Peacock. On Peacock. Eh, 
You said P. It sounds and cock. It sounds like a Thirty Rock joke. It sounds like a Thirty it Rock. Sounds joke. like. In fact, I bet they probably made this joke just not knowing what streaming services would turn out to be. Well, they probably <laughs> didn't call it Peacock. No, no, they probably would have called it Peacock. And then made the exact same jokes that we made. Yeah. Why? No. How, uh, that is terrible. Who in that focus group needs to get fired and say, hey, that's a good idea. Let's call it yeah, Peacock. Peacock. All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, meanwhile, friends. Didn't we come up with better names for that? Like Universal? I don't think we did. I think we were struggling for a name on that thing. I mean, it is a name. It's fine. Uh, but yeah. Um, you know, now looking at it, CBS All Access is a better name than just Peacock. Yeah. Do they run out of names? Wow. And then the other uh, uh, NBC Classic Friends is going to HBO Max as they have uh, uh, picked that up. Also, I saw today that that's not the only sitcom purchase that they've made. CBS's 10-season-long The Big Bang Theory has also been yes. picked up by HBO Max mm-hmm. as of hours ago. So, there you go. Uh, Netflix, by the way, will pay up to $130 million for both domestic and international streaming rights for Seinfeld. If you're wondering how much they pay for other things, they paid $500 million for The Office and $425 million for Friends over the six years that they aired both. Um... I see that they will be saving money there. Yes. I think they'll come out in the positive yes. eventually, but uh, they still, you know, need to crank out some originals or some reason for people to, you know, keep yeah. Netflix with everything going on. Wow. Five years. That's a long time, but we'll see. All right. That is it for television. Did you watch any notable television this week? Uh, that is not, that this is not the end of television. That is the end of television news. No, that is not. Uh, oh, shoot. I totally skipped a story. Because we have something coming up this Sunday. Oh, yeah. We do. Uh, this came out of nowhere. Uh, we <laughs> This is not on my radar for some reason. It never is because it's always right before TV returns. Yeah. And before new TV comes out, we have to celebrate old TV or last season TV. But hello, it's award season again. Except this time, TV style, because it's time for the Emmy. The show is on Sunday with HBO and Game of Thrones entering with the most nominations because, of course, they are. However, in case you're wondering about the Creative Arts Emmys, uh, these are the behind-the-scenes Emmys. They were this past Sunday, and uh, the winners uh, could maybe prove indicators for the televised broadcast. Uh, in case you're wondering, S- uh, Saturday Night Live won for production design, makeup, and lighting design. Uh, those are all for variety hours, right. variety comedies. The Samsons won Best Animated Program, As which I guess will not be televised. Uh, no. Since, sorry, yeah. Since that right. happened. And uh, Seth MacFarlane won for Best Voiceover Performance, because I prob- he probably always does. Uh, I would assume he does. I mean, he does like half the voices on Family Guy. Nat Geo's Free Solo, uh, the Oscar, Oscar winner for Best Documentary Feature, yes. also won every award it was nominated for at the Emmys. So yeah, so 
so Free Solo now is halfway to an EGOT. Yeah, it just needs to have a soundtrack <laughs> that can win a Grammy and somehow have a stage adaptation. <laughs> somehow you project that movie yeah. onto a play screen and it wins for Stone. A rock wall that's constantly moving up or down and then having the team just kind of. Yeah, no, that is the thing. It's yeah. the Infinity yeah. Rock Wall. Infinity Rock Wall. Uh, sequel to Infinity Train. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go there and you have to find your exit. Uh, anyway. And uh, Game of Thrones won, of course, every tr- creative Emmy for dramatic series. Uh, Chernobyl, also from HBO, won the big winner for limited series categories in the creative arts. Piece. So, yep. we move on to the uh, the Emmys proper on Sunday, and we'll see how that works out. Uh, any favorites besides Chernobyl, which should Honestly, sleep? it's been so long since we talked about the nominees, I don't remember what's up. I, I know that Game of Thrones will probably it, take drama. Game of Thrones has been cannibalizing itself on nominees. Comedy, I don't know. This is an interesting year for comedy, because Veep is back. Right? I think so. I think it's eligible again this year, which means it has a strong chance to complete yes, its run. But Big Bang Theory had its series finale. It did, and they traditionally do, uh, well, not lately, but in the past, they used to award that. However, I think The Good Place is still the dark heart course to win. It lost last year, but I think it might have a chance this year. That was a real strong third well, season. Well, four other comedies also lost last year. Yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of HBO, Barry has a chance as well. Yes, uh, Barry the, won last the, year as well. No. Yes, it, it won for Best Actor yeah, for did not Bill win Hader. Best and, yeah. But yeah, Bill Hader probably will win again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, he is that show. It's in the name. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, but yeah, turn it on Sunday for that. Yep, Sunday's the Emmys. All right, let's move on. That is it for television news. What did you watch this week? I watched something. Watch something. I watched the end of some things. Okay. Uh, what do I have? Which one is first? You have an acronym that I don't necessarily know what it stands for. Yes. What is it? So you think that dance? <laughs> Oh, yes, okay. <laughs> so you think you can dance, end it. That's not how you But that's you also wrote. not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the series, the season finale of Say Yes to the Dress. Oh, that's the acronym you're using. <laughs> that's the acronym right there. All right, so. Uh, dresses were made. Dresses they were said made. yeses. They, they Penis did. Tornado showed up in one episode. Penis Tornado! <laughs> uh... There's really not much to talk about here. It's Say Yes to the Dress. It's Say Yes to the Dress. You know what this is. It's it's good drama. It's wedding season. It's dresses that they say yes to, that they have to, you know, finagle and, oh, this doesn't look good. I'll never find a dress. Oh, I found a dress. But the reason I specifically bring this up is because they're doing a Say Yes to the Dress special oh. upcoming uh, during this upcoming uh, season where they're going to go around to every state and choose a bride and then have one big bridal ceremony say yes to the dress married America edition cute yeah they're flying all a bride from every state to New York to dress them up um it's uh the guy and Haley Page uh, who Haley Page appeared in like every other episode of Say Yes to the Dress this season. Oh, 
right. in order to one promote her line, but also well, promote so this. this. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're gonna make fifty unique dresses for these fifty women, and they're all gonna get married uh, to their husbands or wives or whoever. Whatever. Uh, in New York, in a big America's ceremony, sweeping thing. But, yeah. Cool. Uh, I think that might have already happened, so you can see who won, or at least I like, see the pictures in tabloids or something. <laughs> Maybe I assume it did. Do a Google. Do the Google. All right, Google. What does it say? No, Matt. What does it say? Will Star Watch? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm not Google. Uh, you also watched some uh, Pokemans. Ah, yeah. Because yes. a milestone happened this weekend. Uh, at least. In Japan. Yes. Uh, Pokemon hit its 10,000th episode. But not only that. Um, they finally decided to give their 10-year-old a bone. Yes. Uh, they, After years of struggle and regions upon regions of Pokemon yes. being seen, being chosen, and being um, KO'd or fainting. Or knocked, knocked out. Knocked out. Fainted. Yeah, fainted. fainted. Unable to battle, yes, yeah, as the announcer right. says. As, yes. Um, spoiler, as this is not in English, right. but the dub is behind. The dub is behind, but the internet is oh, always you current. It's <laughs> always current, and um, Ash Ketchum officially won the Alola League. Yeah. People on the internet were very quick to like, were quick to point out what they thought. It's like, oh, this is his first time winning the Pokemon League. Corrections, Corrections. Uh, the, you the Orange be. Islands. He won at the Orange Islands. Yes, I know that that's not a game location. It was made for the television show. Yes. But he did win a tournament there. The other thing that's kind of questionable about this is it's important to note that Alola is the least traditional game region. There yeah. are no gym battles. Right. So, really? Did he really earn? Like, is it right. really the same thing? If he didn't game? win gym battles and he didn't win gym badges... Then he qualified basically because he beat the trials. Right. And, like, some people could read that as this is different and doesn't really count. But it is a proper Pokemon League, just like in the game. So I'm, a, I'm sure it's just as valid as a win as any other. So congratulations. Uh, I would also put an asterisk here <laughs> on his win. That unlike when he's reached the finals or semifinals before, where he has to battle with all six Pokemon, yes. here in the finals, he only had to pick three of his Pokemon <laughs> to to battle against. Ah, so he had less dead weight. Yes. And, <laughs> well, and one of them was a legendary Pokemon that was introduced through Pokemon Go, uh-huh. the Meltan. Right. Yes. Uh, so, technically he had a... Rarified legendary on his team. Which, yeah, is an asterisk <laughs> for a lot of people. It is, definitely. I mean, even though in one of the previous seasons, the guy with Darkrai also ended yes. up winning that. I remember there was some controversy back then, too. Because he had not only like, had Darkrai, but he had Latios. literally using a freaking legendary. <laughs> He's using a banned Pokemon in tournaments. Yeah. In a Pokemon tournament. It's a TV show. They take liberties. Yeah, I know. But yeah, uh, so congratulations, Ash, after 22 years, you did it. Yes. Uh, this actually goes in step with some rumor mills churning out that Ash may not be the main protagonist of the Galar region when Pokemon comes and the anime goes into 
that. I would be really interested to see them do kind of a restart and just have have Ash maybe stop like stay at the Pokemon school and like teach or something. Here's what I would do if I was you know in the Pokemon. I would do a time skip. I would jump Ash from his ten year old body into whatever age Brock is. Uh-huh. Have him pal around with two new wannabe trainers. Yeah. And then anytime he comes across a Pokemon that he's seen, he'd be like, hey, I remember this Pokemon. And then you can save production costs by flashbacking to him talking over previous footage that you already have of that same Pokemon but and they, how he went over it. They kind of, without the... The second half of that sentence, without the like the the, the, the footage and stuff, yeah, they kind of did that already. Uh, the setup for way I know I'm, I'm going back sixteen years here. I don't even say the premise the for no before that. The premise for Ruby and Sapphire. The premise for May was that May May was supposed to be his new trainer, and he was supposed to be showing her the ropes, right. which is funny now because he barely knows what he's doing now. Yes, uh, but I guess that's a little different though because she ended up ends up, but like, mid-first season figuring out that she doesn't even want to be a trainer. Right, she does the beauty contest. She does contests instead. But yeah, and they do kind of do the same kind of thing with, with Dawn, the next generation, right. too. So it's like, they've tried that before. I don't know. I think that just leave Ash in Alola, just leave him there. Like, and I say start completely from scratch in Gala. You say make, um, make Ash a new Kahuna? Not even like I said. Like I think he should stay with the, uh, the uh, with the professor at school. I think he should learn about that because I see that as like a really good opportunity for Ash because his whole thing has been about learning about stuff. Mm-hmm. His whole arc has been I'm learning to become the best master. So it makes sense for me to be like for him to me for him to be like all right. I'm going to impart my wisdom of all the regions and all the Pokemon that I've seen uh, Pokemon that I've seen to new trainers. Yeah, but I, the thing is that if the show doesn't, I don't think will survive without Ash. Oh, sure it will. It's Pokemon. It's the biggest franchise in Japan. It has been for the last 20 years. It's not going to change just because they drop Ash. And I'm sure that they'll have enough episodes where he cameos and shows up. I'm sure he'll be in the movies and stuff. They'll find uses for him. Because the movies now can go on forever with him because they rebooted his universe. So you can have movie Ash go on even if TV Ash is done. TV Ash and movie. Yeah, you'll have two, two you already have two parallel timeline yes. Ashes. Just go you're, it's like a com it's not like Marvel Comics. Just continue the other timeline Ash. No one will care. Okay, we're getting into Zelda territory yeah. here. You can even do the Galar show and have that crossover with the new timeline movies. That starting from scratch would allow them to do that. So there's, a, I think that would be really cool. Oh, there's enough Pokemon stuff and lore that they can mess with, that they can yeah. have at their disposal, especially with a new region coming and up. And honestly, I think the newer generation of people that are growing up with Pokemon, they're not as attached, attached to, Ash to Ash as we were. We were attached to Ash because he was the first thing we ever saw. Right. A lot of kids in America, the first Pokemon experience they ever got was the TV show. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And so... The newer generation, though, that know the games, hell, they know from Pokemon Go, they don't associate any character with Pokemon. They associate Pokemon with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is a perfect time generationally to start up. 
Ooh, starting over. Yeah. Give me, um, like, a female protagonist. Or give me, like, a team, like a female and male traveling together, like, uh, based on the characters from Sword and Shield. Brother-sister duo? No. Twins? Or something. I don't know. Just give me, give me more of a variety, because Ash was the same Ash for so long. Yeah, but he was always the same Ash. That was what made him charming. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm calling it charming. I would call it charming, you're annoying. right. Annoying. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. We can't talk about this forever. Uh, any other television that you want to talk about? Um, Emmys on this Sunday. Yeah, we missed watch. that already. Any other television that you watch? Um, the Masked Singer on next Wednesday. That you watch. watched past tense. Oh, watched past tense. This past week. Uh, no. New TV will return officially next week. Right. So we'll talk about so that then. We'll talk about that next week. Now we move on to cancellations and renewals. All right. Oh, what am I no longer watching? Well, you might still be watching South Park, but I don't know why you would. Because it's been renewed for three more seasons that will take it through a 26th season. Oof. Yeah. I don't know what to do there. It's a lot of seasons. It's too many. Uh, meanwhile, an own... Oprah's uh, network there. Oprah's own network. Queen Sugar got renewed for a fifth season. That thing has five seasons, apparently. Netflix has canceled No Good Nick. I didn't know apparently this was the thing. Apparently it was thing. no good. I didn't know this was the thing. <laughs> NBC is bringing back the Titan Games last summer's... Uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, yeah, Feats of Strength. Feats of Strength show for a second season, so look forward to that in the coming months. Yeah, uh, that will be coming to an Irwindale near us, where they <laughs> shoot it. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, in can- cancellations and renewals, Netflix is bringing back Family Reunion for a second season. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is, but sure. I know. Now we have to talk about deaths. we got some a uh, couple of rough ones in the music department, but okay. first, before we get that... Mike Stefanik, age 61, American racing driver, a seven-time NASCAR Wheeland Modified Tour champion. Uh, that's a winner. Yeah. That's a winner right there. A winning, uh, winningest... That's a winning driver. ...driver there. Uh, pretty young, 61. Yeah. Not, not, not too old, so yeah, that's a sad one. But yeah, the two music deaths, though, that made the headlines this week, though. Eddie Money, age 70, uh, singer known for Take Me Home Tonight and Two Tickets to Paradise... He is gone to paradise. Uh, one uh, more recent thought, uh, uh, or uh, time you would have seen him, is that they recently did a Geico ad yes. where he sang the song Two, two Tickets to Paradise because somebody ordered two tickets to paradise. Yes. Uh, but then uh, the last death, uh, though, um, the one I saw the most of this week, Rick Ocasek of, of course, the band The Cars. Uh, age 75. He was, of course, uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, he was in there twice. Once yes. for the Cars, and then also as a uh, songwriter. Because, yes, he has a second. He had kind of a second career after uh, the Cars as a songwriter and music producer. He is famously the producer on a lot of very important records for other artists. Uh, notably, Weezer's debut Blue album. Mm-hmm. And also... Um, one of the No Doubt records. I don't remember which one he, per- he uh, produced, but uh, he was inv- involved with a lot of bands that you know, uh, trying to produce, like, to, to really refine their sound. He was a master of the pop synth sound. So, yeah, uh, Rick Case was definitely a mainist mm. in the music industry. Alright, that's it for uh, Death, so that means I hand this over to you and we yeah, talk okay. about music. Oh, let's talk about music, and let's, we always start music with the it. Billboard. I always start the billboard 
with the hot 100. It's hot, as always, but it hasn't changed a whole lot. Okay. Come on. All right, here we go. All right, so first up, your number one song of the week is still Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Maybe. Third week in a row. I say that's number three, or that's three weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, number two, Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. Yep. Number three, Goodbyes by Post Malone featuring Young Thug. Yep. This is off of that uh, new Post Malone album. Uh, number four, Circles, also by Post Malone. Back to back posty. Uh, he double posted up. Yeah, he double posted. You're not supposed to do that. They'll get you in trouble in the forums for doing that. Man, he's gonna get banned. And uh, number five, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Yeah, hanging in there. This uh, marks a milestone in 2019 because for the first time since about March, uh, Old Town X and Old Town Road is not in the top five. Uh, but it's number six, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's been moved out of the top five, though. So. Oh! Sad, sad. The end of an... End of the rain. Not an era. End of a meme? Yeah, or something. All right. Well, Lil Nas X, uh, you will not be missed, I think, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you back around at the end of the year countdown. Yeah. Uh, as for the Billboard 200, your album's chart... Seeing as Post Malone got two songs in the top five. I wonder how well his album did. I wonder how well the rest of that album did. Yes. Those, those songs did. Uh, yeah, number one, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Yeah, we called this last week. Yep. Uh, number two, Lover by Taylor Swift. Hang in there. Number three, K-12, the soundtrack by Melanie Martinez. I don't know what this is. It's a soundtrack to something, but I don't know what it's a soundtrack to. Uh, it's a soundtrack for school to begin. I it's guess K-12. So, yeah. All of the grades. Uh, number four, So Much Fun by Young Thug. And number five, We Love You, Tekka by Lil Tekka. Makes sense. All right. Moving on. What am I listening to this week? If you don't like any of that, yeah. we have new releases. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to. Uh, but here <laughs> are the new releases. There are actually a couple of these I will be listening to. Uh, there will be. Um, as number the first album I will be checking out this week, nine. Uh, I'm yelling that at you, by the yes, way. It's all caps. This is all caps by Blink One Eighty Two. Yes, uh, this of course is the current incarnation of Blink One Eighty Two with uh, the dude from Alkaline Trio. Trio. Yeah, whatever yes. his name is. Yeah, this will be their ninth record as a band, but their third with the new lineup. Uh, yeah, that uh, album is called Nine, appropriately. Yeah, fine. Uh, we also have Jamie. That is the name of the album. Yes. Jamie by Brittany Howard. Yeah. Also, Chastity Belt. Yes. By Chastity Belt. Self-titled. Uh, All the Feels by Fitz and the Tantrum. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that they named an album All the Feels. Um, it's 2019. That joke sounds like it's six years old. Also, it sounds like six years old? Yeah. Fitz and the, the Tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we also have Terms of Surrender by His Golden Messenger. Yep. Cause and Effect by Keen. Yep. Kane. Khan. Keen. Keen. Uh, Why Me? Why Not? <laughs> by Liam Gallagher. Uh, that is Liam of One Direction. No. That is Liam of One Direction. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Well, it's not a Hemsworth. 
No, that's Liam Gallagher, brother of Noel Gallagher, former Leo of Oasis. Those brothers that are constantly at each other's throats. Wait, then what's the Liam I'm thinking Oasis. of? That's a different Liam. That's a Liam. different Liam? Yeah, there are multiple Liams in the world. No, there's not. There's yes. Hensworth. There's everyone else. <laughs> there's other Liams. Uh, anyway. Okay. Moving on. Anyways, we have DS7. Yeah. Or DSVII. Either one. I don't really know. I'm going to go with DS7. Okay. Because by M83. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have a lot of albums to listen apparently, to apparently this week. I remember the last time M83 put out something. It was uh, eh. Uh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so too. we'll see. I remember that one too. Yeah. I did like one song off of that album though. Yeah, everybody did. Everyone does. He liked the rest of it. Nope. Uh, we also have Memory by Vivian Girls. Yes, their first album in almost a decade after a uh, long hiatus. You've uh, met their drummer. I have met their you drummer. You played ping pong with their drummer. I played ping pong with their drummer? Yes, yes, you did. That sounds like me. <laughs> I remember this. You, you you may not have known that at the time, but now you know that. Yes, no, I remember playing <laughs> ping pong with the people. Because yeah. I wa- wandered backstage and was like, hey, ping pong, let's she, play. She was drumming for uh, she was drumming and singing for a different band at the time. Right. But yes, you've 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 uh, played ping pong with I believe drummer. I see a picture of us playing ping pong. In fact, yes. 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 I haven't met her. Yes. <laughs> Just fun fact for fun you. Fun fact. <laughs> anyway. But yes, I'm going to be uh, listening to that. I'm very excited for the uh, And lastly, in new releases, The Owl by Zach Brown Band. Yeah. This bodes well for getting Zach Brown Band to stagecoach. <laughs> Probably. As we have been, um, at least in uh, my household. I'm waiting for that. Trying to make a lineup with them in it, and now they have a new album out to also promote. Well, there you go. Uh, but let's see, I'll be listening to one, two, three, four albums this week. I mean, I got two of those, <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll see. So next week, expect, uh, I guess, a lot of music thoughts? Uh, oh boy. More music, okay, music more thoughts more music next, thoughts next week. week. And I mean. Uh, well, results. and every, oh, boy. okay. All right. Well, we'll get there when we get that's there. That's a long. That's already a long we'll, one right we'll there. We'll something out anyway. Uh, you know, tacos I, it is. Tacos it is. All right. I, I think last. You know how last year I listened to I watched fifty two movies. Yeah. I think I'm going to be on face to listen to fifty two albums I this think year. I've easily listened to more than that. Right. I, I could just feel. I could feel it. Yeah. It's just like this is going to be a really hard year to do a top ten. Oh, I can do it. I think even for you... Do we do you, top five? I think even for you... I mean, we do traditionally do top fives, but I try to do top tens just for myself. Yeah. I think this year it's even going to be hard for you to do a top five. It's going to be hard for me to do a top five <laughs> singles. I like a lot of yeah, music this there's year. Yeah, really strong songs this year. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, and we still have three just, months left yeah, of the year. three months there, but... First of all, we have music news to talk about. Before we get there, yeah, we have music news, and speaking of someone who... We'll probably end up somewhere on, on one of our list. lists. Uh, yeah, Taylor I didn't Swift. want to inter- in- in- do this story this week, but man, this was a slow week for music. How slow was it? And I barely dug up these two stories. So what's the first one? First one is Taylor Swift. You know, that Taylor Swift. Yeah, this is like the third week in a row we have a new story about. Uh, I think we missed last week, but yeah. yeah. Uh, leading up to and including the week of Lover, Lover. we've been talking about Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift was widely expected to tour in 2020, 
following the release of said album, Lover, on her Lover Tour. She is known for having big stadium tours following a big release. Yep. Uh, Yeah, she traditionally has in the year after she puts out an album. Well, Taylor Swift has indeed announced her concert lineup for next year, but it only includes U.S. tour dates. She will perform July 25th and 26th at the brand new Los Angeles SoFi Stadium Yes, in Inglewood. She will be opening it. She will be the first act or anything to perform inside that, meaning it's the first time that an NFL stadium has been opened by a woman. Uh, yes. Uh, also note that Taylor Swift has a banner and will continue to have a banner in Staples Center <laughs> yes. for the most uh, performances in Staples Center. Yeah. Uh, but yes, instead of it calling it the Dodge Center, and that's the other thing that I guess that happened in sports that I yeah. didn't mention. But yeah, instead of calling it the Dodge Center, where you know the Dodge Rams, Rams. and the Dodge <laughs> Chargers <laughs> both play in the NFL, no. no. So it's going I. to SoFi, which I predict will not be a company within five years. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> so, so we'll have which they signed the naming rights for the ten-year ten-year agreement for to name the new Los Angeles Stadium SoFi Stadium. That stadium is so fine. It's so. Fucking stupid. <laughs> that they got that, but hey, all those student loans gotta get paid. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Unless okay. Birdie gets in. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then what are the other two dates? Uh, yeah, uh, the following weekend, July thirty first and August first, Swift Taylor Swift shows switches coast to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Where the New England Patriots play. Yes. Uh, that is, yeah, Gillette Stadium. The shows are being billed as her, has, quote, her only U.S. concert dates in 2020, and thus has been dubbed Loverfest West and Loverfest East. So note the name. They're being called, she's calling them Loverfest, which implies that this is not just a Taylor Swift concert. This implies that she'll be taking with her other acts, and this yes. will be essentially Taylor Swift Music Festival. Well, which these is why there's only two dates or two venues. Right. Uh, well, there are two dates. Four dates, Swift, two Swift, venues. Four, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yes, note that these two locations, these four dates, are the only thing that she has announced currently for the yeah, tour. Yeah, but the naming convention though suggests that maybe this is what she's doing this year. She's not maybe going for just the Taylor Swift experience. Maybe she's using their clout as an opportunity to bring, like, bands that she loves onto a bigger stage. Doesn't she do that already? Yes, but in a much smaller capacity. This is, like, the biggest stage possible. This is basically, like, I'm Taylor Swift. I just put out one of the biggest records in my career. I'm going to perform only four times. Is it the biggest record of her career? I said one of them. Okay. Just to keep clear. Um, I know because yeah. we, we we note the the charts here. But but it's it's still it's like it's important to it's I think it's an important thing for her to do though, and I think this is a really interesting way of using her one her money. <laughs> yes. Which this is a very expensive thing to do, 
but also it's a good use of her time because this allows her to use a lot more time for other things, such as something else that was a, a minor story that I saw today, that uh, starting in season 17 of The Voice, she will become a uh, one of the... Um, uh, judges. Not, not a judge, one of the... Uh, uh, what do you call the people who help? Mentor. Mentors. She will become a mentor okay. on uh, season 17. So, yeah, she's taking advantage of the extra time. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Taylor Swift for concerts. Yeah, this okay. could be anything. So I'm really interested to see uh, what this becomes and who she takes with it. I want to say price it. Oh, the tickets will be sold out in minutes. Okay, but still, where do you price it at? Oh, no, no. It will be like reasonable prices, but they'll be gone. So scalped for $800 <laughs> easily. All right. Um, name an act you want to see at Loverfest. I could see her taking some um, some fellow uh, former country acts. I could see some like smaller country acts coming up there. I can't name any off the tip. Uh, right Maddie and Tay. But I bet you could, yeah. Um, I could see her maybe bringing some uh, smaller indie acts that she's a big fan of. Maybe Soccer Mommy, <laughs> as uh, she, she's already been um, invited by acts like Vampire Weekend and is a favorite of uh, kind of the bigger acts when you're talking about uh, indies, the indie scene. Also, Casey Musgraves took them on tour as mm -hmm. well. Um, I remember so that. I could, I could see uh, like someone in that kind of zone Taylor would be a fan of and would be take, it would possibly take with her. Okay. I could also imagine like another solo pop artist maybe being invited, like maybe a Charlie XCX. Somebody that's maybe just under the radar enough where she wouldn't necessarily play stadiums. But we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah, but this is a two-night event, so if she's big enough, I mean, there if she is big enough, yeah, there could be different, you lineups, different lineups per, per night. night. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, best. I will, I'll probably get tickets if we'll I can see. get tickets. Yeah, if we can, we should try. Oh, yeah. But, man, that's going to be tough. Oh, yes. No. I have someone who knows how to get tickets. Okay. Well, I know. I know. I have a guy. You're a dude. I got a guy. All right. All right. Speaking of having a guy, uh -huh. Amazon. They have lots of guys, and they don't pay them enough. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about Amazon for? Well, we're talking about Amazon Music. As today, Amazon... Uh, is this today? Today, today. Today, today. Uh, the today, today. Today, today, uh, Amazon Music today became... The first of the three major streaming services. So not title. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I had to mention that. Yes, the first of the three major streaming services to offer high definition sound with the launch of Amazon Music HD. I should say right now that there is no such thing as high definition sound. That is all marketing term. What they mean is high quality. Uh, sound streaming, like Tidal used to do. Yes, also, this is also assuming you have the proper audio equipment <laughs> to stream this. Yes, but that's not the point. <laughs> um, according to the announcement, the service offers recordings that are encoded with FLAC, yes. um, uh, which is free lossless audio codecs, yeah. which means they can be compressed without a loss in quality for all you audio nerds out there. Right. Uh, with more than 50 million songs in this high definition and millions of songs in ultra high definition, meaning 8K. Well, no. No, it's not 8K. 
But yeah, just think, just imagine like really, really high quality sound. Yes, um, the ultra high definition, which it claims the highest quality streaming audio available, will be available for you at twelve ninety nine a month for Amazon Prime members and fourteen ninety nine a month for regular customers, or throwing in a little wrench here. For an additional $5 per month for current subscribers on individual or family plans. Yeah. So, basically, Amazon just ate Tidal's lunch. There's no reason, there's nothing that keeping Tidal unique anymore at this point. Um, Beyonce. I mean, besides the rich people who fund them. (laughs) But, like, really, though, yeah, nobody's doing exclusives over there anymore. So, yeah, Amazon just was like, well, this is the last thing that they had. Like, why we could do that. Someone finally went around to Amazon and said, hey, can we, someone in Amazon realized yeah. title was a thing and said, so hey, existed. can we do this? It was like, I guess, give me six months. Yeah. And here we are, six months later. Also, it gives them another bullet point against Apple and Spotify. No, no, it does. Spotify uh, did come out and make a statement today, though, saying that they don't believe that there's enough of a, like, a difference between streaming at 320, which is their high quality, and streaming at FLAC, and so they said most other listeners wouldn't care. You want to know why? Because they're right. There was, the, I remember when the title stuff started, there was that quiz online that a lot of people took. I took this as well. Mm-hmm. It was basically like, we're going to play a snippet of something in Flack, and we're going to play a snippet of something that's at 128. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to, and you choose at the end which one you thought it was. And the stats at the end prove nobody can tell the difference. Well, it also helps, you know, if you have the actual quality headphones right. to listen to this kind of stuff? Not that many people do. Most people listen to music on their phone, uh, which is definitely, and they're using like headsets. Or even worse, Bluetooth headsets like Apple AirPods. Mm-hmm. None of those are designed for high quality music. No. Even Beats is yeah. technically, when you strip away all the labeling on it, a semi good. Yeah. Um, Asian brand. But, like, I have a... I'm one of those weirdos out there. Yes. I have a pair of nice Sennheiser headphones. Yes. That I bought specifically... To listen to music. To, like, just four higher qualities, like, sound files. Yes. And I have, on top of that, a headphone amp, which is a, such, like, a specific thing that not a lot of people know what it even does. It's a digital-to-analog converter. And basically what it does is it takes a digital signal signal and like cleans it up and separates the channels so it emulates an analog sound basically it tries to get it be as close to like a vinyl recording as possible um so yeah that's my setup and even and that's what i was using to to like to do that quiz that's how hard it is it is not something that the human ear is designed to really discern right and like you said unless you have those hundred dollar pairs of headphones you're either going to use Apple AirPods, yeah, or the ten dollar thing at Walmart because it's ten dollars, right? Exactly. And then when it breaks, you replace it because it's cheap ass ten dollars headphones like, honestly, that you'll just replace. So basically, what I'm saying is, save your money. It's honestly not a good deal uh, because the high quality stream that you get from Spotify Premium is three twenty, and really, that's CD quality. 
Yeah. And we've been listening to CDs for years. <laughs> I mean, we killed the CDs, I mean, and yet the quality is still there. <laughs> I think that the only, if you really, 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 really care, and if you say that you can tell the difference, then absolutely spend the money. But I'm telling you, if you're for the uninitiated, you don't need this. So I don't need this. You don't need this. I won't need this. All right. What I do need, though, is to tell you about an album. All right. Tell me what you thought about an album and our thoughts. All oh, right. Segment. Thoughts. Um, so I listened to an album. Okay. Uh, three. I, I, I? Three. Three? Three. The Lumineers put out a new album. Right. Titled Slash Slash Slash. I, I, I. I, I, I. One, one, one. Three. It's three. I'm just going to call it three. It's the third album. So. <laughs> so it's probably. So they're one third as good as Blink-182. Ah! Right? That's <laughs> funny. Uh, no, they just existed. There's one third. The album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, that's probably not even true. Um. <laughs> So what's up with the Lumineers? Does they sound like the Lumineers? The Lumineers! Uh, this is the folk band. Well, not folk band. Folk-esque. Folk-esque. Uh, mostly singer-songwriter, acoustic band. Are they still stomping much, on the ground? No. but much more, stomping. No, but these are the guys who brought you Hey-Ho and yeah. Olivia and... Um, Ophelia. Ophelia. Ophelia is somebody else. Olivia is someone else. <laughs> but um, they do bring back the girl's name with a new one called Gloria. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, this album, I had listened to it three times. Okay. I could have listened to it the first two times. I couldn't figure out why. I figured it out. Okay. This album is depressing. This album <laughs> made me feel depressed. Yeah. This album is all about loss. All about... I lost this. I lost that. My life w- was going to shit here. My life's going to shit there. This isn't good for me. This is bad for me. I see you, and I can't be happy for you. I'm glad you're moving on, but I'm not glad you're moving on because I'm still sad inside. Fun. That's what this like album is. Feel good, late summer record. No, and that's why I had trouble listening to this yeah. thing. But once I got into the actual mindset of, okay, that's what they're trying to go for here. I get it now. I enjoyed it. There's about two. There's two songs on here. One of these being Gloria, that I liked, and yeah, because it's actually, it feels like a Lumineer song. It has that upbeat sound, that upbeat feeling, but it still has that kind of like, oh, I'm still longing for you, Gloria, or if that isn't he is your name. <laughs> um, I think that's not the actual line in the oh, song. Okay. <laughs> I thought me riffing it on sure. it, but no. okay. Uh, but yeah, no, talk about Gloria. Uh, and then also the song, um, I Wish I Could Be Happy For You. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> that's so sad. Oh no! This song, this whole album is like uh, that, though. It's it's pretty sad. I mean, it's called... Oh no, it's called It Wasn't Easy To Be Happy For You. <laughs> and no, this is pretty much a downer uh, album. Yeah. But it has the Lumineers, kind of like acoustic, upbeat sound to it. But strip that away, this is a downer album, much in the same way that um, Norman fucking Rockwell is a technically a downer album. Yeah, moments. Yeah. But no, uh, another uh, song I'll shout out real quick is called Jimmy Sparks. And if you want to listen to a song about a man who goes through hell... And then just continues to go through hell. And then his son continues to go through hell. <laughs> That's Jimmy Sparks that for you. That sounds really sad. Oh, yeah. No, and it ends with an even sadder song, a bonus track, titled Democracy. 
<laughs> Where it starts talking about Chinese democracy. Oh, okay. Like, so it's, like the Guns N' Roses record? Yes. <laughs> no? So it's like an even downer thing. Oh. This whole album is downer. But, yeah, if you're not in that kind of mood, this thing is definitely not for you, and you'll mm. immediately turn it off like I did the first couple times I listened to it, but it's... Fun. No, this album isn't fun. <laughs> also, fun is a different band. Fun <laughs> puts out stuff I'll actually listen to, or listened to, past tense. I don't know if they do anything more. Jack Antonoff has moved on to bigger things. Uh, well, bigger things moved on to Jack Antonoff, apparently. That's also true. <laughs> anyway, well... Okay, I'm not going to be listening to that. No, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone unless you need an album to just keep you in that mood, which I wouldn't recommend you be in that mood in the first yeah, place. You cry. No, if you need to cry, listen to Norman fucking Rockwell instead. <laughs> That's a better album than this. Uh, I mean, I could have told you that before I listened to it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that wonderful thought. It's not. A, these aren't wonderful thoughts. <laughs> we need to move these on. These are all down because we have some wonderful things to talk about in video games. Oh, we have a lot of wonderful video games to get to. But first, I have to tell you about new video games. Yeah, Wait, the new but releases. first, did you listen to any new music? I did not. Let's move on. Okay, then that makes that easy. All right, new uh, video games. New video games. All right, and first up, we have Sayonara. Wild Hearts yes. for the PlayStation, Switch, and PC. I want to try this game. I've heard it described as a uh, like the game Res, except with pop music. Ooh! It's like got a mix of like shooter, platformer, dance, all these different game mechanics, all to the beat of songs. Ooh! Okay. It sounds rad, and I want to try it. It's on uh, pretty much everything except for Xbox. So. Okay. Uh, we also have. Untitled Goose Game. Yes, that is the title of the Goose Game. The title is Untitled Goose Game for Switch and PC. This is a fun one. This one is basically you are a goose harassing people. <laughs> that and sounds that great. is the game. That sounds great. They've shown it at E3 for a few years now in the kind of indie mega booth and stuff. But, like, it's finally out. That sounds great. I want to check this out, too. Uh, we also have Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. Remastered yes. for the PlayStation Switch and PC. A couple of notes. Uh, this is the remastered version of the original Nino Kuni, which is a 360 game. Right. Uh, and this is also coming to Switch later, but the Switch is not going to include any of the remastered content. The Switch version was just the original game. Uh, we also have Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch. Yes, the Switch remake of the Game Boy Classic. Uh, we also have Contra. Rogue Corpse for PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Rogue Core. Corpse. Core. Corpse. There's a P. Yeah, you don't pronounce it. <laughs> Rogue Core. Yes. Uh, we also have FIFA 20 for the PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC, yep. which you should not buy. <laughs> we want to teach them a lesson. But if you like soccer, it's the only game in town. Right. Oh, actually, it's not because that Pro Evolution Soccer came out last week. Yep. Uh, we also have Harvest Moon Mad Dash for the Switch. Yeah. And lastly, The Surge 2 for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Those are your games. Those are your games. All right. Moving into um, video game news. Yes. And, well, we talked about Pokemon 
the anime. Yeah. But, did you know there's Pokemon the video game? I did know that, in fact. Okay. This is another uh, uh, version, uh, edition of Slow News Week, because a new Pokemon was important enough to make my news this week. Well, this is your edition of, I didn't want to talk about EA and loot boxes again. Yeah, no, there's nothing interesting is happening over there. No, just they're <laughs> arguing uh, their, their case in the UK Parliament yeah. right now, and oh boy... Is their case, like, literally hanging by a thread? Oh, yeah. It already was. Instead, now we have a uh, evolution of a classic Pokemon. So, um, way back in Gen 1, it was always kind of teased and always made fun of that Farfetch'd was such an odd Pokemon, carrying around its little onion stick. Yep, leak. The leak. It's a leak. Well, last week, we had a leak. Yes. We had a big leak last week. <laughs> yes. Uh, that... Farfetch was getting an evolution. And everyone kind of laughed it off. Like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, right. Farfetch, an evolution. That's too yeah. farfetched, you could say. But as of this morning, it became very real. Yes. As Surfetched. <laughs> um, the Pokemon Company has revealed Sword and Shield's mysterious new Pokemon. As many have theorized, it's a region-exclusive evolution of Farfetch'd named Surfetch'd. That is a uh, knighted Pokemon. Yes. Uh, as Surfetch'd can only be found in Pokemon Sword and it carries around a giant leak that it wields like a lance. Yeah. So, yeah, picture this thing going around. People are obsessed with this thing. Uh, it evolves by leveling up but only in Galar. So, if you have a Farfetch'd in any other game, it will never evolve. But for some reason or another, Farfetch'd winning Galar will evolve into Surfetch'd. Uh, this makes partial sense <laughs> as Crabclaw in the Alola region. Uh, you can level up as much as you want, but it will not evolve unless it reaches its level in a snowy region. Right. Then it will evolve into Crabrawler, but it won't get there until you're in the snowy region. So there is similar there's things. similar stuff to this. Yeah. But yeah, a Gen One Pokemon uh, finally getting his due, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, this uh, I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened to a Gen One Pokemon. I mean, like famously, a couple generations ago, you had evolved for for Tangela, and for, wait, we did. Yeah, we Tangrowth. That's a thing? Tangrowth is the evolved form of Tangela. Is it Tangrowth? Yes. Look oh. at Tangrowth when you have some time. Oh, I, I was going to go with uh, Scyther to Scissor. You mean Scyther? Yeah, Scyther to Scyther. Oh, well, just Gen 2. I'm talking about right. like, a big big gap. Oh. Yeah, like... Or like... Um, well, if, well, even in the Galar region coming up, we have uh, the evolution of Zigzagoon coming up as well. Mm-hmm. So they're doing, uh, they're pulling from the vault here. Some, some cool stuff, for sure. Yeah. Uh, are you still going to get shield then? I still am planning on getting shield. Surfetch is cool, but I still, I try to get the one that not everybody's going to get. Well, and I'm sure they'll reveal some sort of awesome Pokemon for shield as well. Well, I'm going to get me a Surfetch. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Uh, call him, I'll call him something cool. <laughs> Sir. 
Sir Cole or something. Lick-a-lot. Sir Lick-a-lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Anyways, moving on uh, away from Nintendo's uh-huh. to um, Rockstar Games. Yes. Um, except this isn't really about Grand Theft, or this isn't about Red Dead Redemption 2. No, it's not. It's about the company, Rockstar yeah. Games. Yeah, well, the world of PC, well, it's about PC gaming, I guess. Yeah. But the world of PC gaming has gotten a bit more crowded. With publisher Rockstar Games announcing a new PC launcher and downloading it next to a free copy of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for a limited time. So that way you can uh, load it up and then say, ah shit, here we go again. Ah shit, here we go again. (laughs) Uh, The Rockstar Games (laughs) launcher is a one-stop shop for everything Rockstar Games. From launching titles like L.A. Noir and Max Payne 3 to purchasing shark cards, Grand Theft Auto 5's premium in-game currency. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar's new PC launcher will feature cloud saves, automatic game updates, support for disc-based and digital-based games, even if they're bought from another storefront, and more. San Andreas is offered for free as a limited time offer when you download the launcher, which is free to do as well. It's unclear how this launcher will impact Rockstar's games on Steam. It's also unclear if Red Dead Redemption 2 will debut on PC via Rockstar Games launcher. So this is interesting because, of course, this follows Epic in a company with a big stable of franchises opening up their own storefront. Right, the Epic storefront and getting Epic Games exclusives. Whether or not they are going to go that far with it, we'll see. That remains to be seen. There's basically no, like, plan that's clearly delineated here. I imagine this is just Rockstar saying, like, we have so much money from Grand Theft Auto Online, which is their biggest thing right now, still, um, that they can just kind of make their own place for their own destination online for all their stuff. They want you to go directly to them, taking from the Epic model and the Steam model, and hey, why not the Apple model as well? There are very few major publishers that can do it, and Rockstar is one of them. So it makes perfect sense that they'd be next. Uh, I'm surprised I'm not seeing EA Origins push Origin more? is already because that. It's already like, that. No one cares. That's the really? thing. is that they're not making people care enough. There is, although, a lot of crossover between Steam and Origin. Mm-hmm. Because EA didn't actually pull their stuff off of Origin. Or, oh, sorry, Steam. Steam, you're right. They decided to coexist, unlike Epic. Right. Epic is, no, we don't want you uh, going there. We want you coming here to us so we have you as a captive audience. Yeah. And I mean, Ubisoft does the same, same thing with Uplay. Right. So it's like... So this isn't new. No, it's not new, but it's a big deal because Rockstar is that big. Yeah. Like, that this is something that they can do. And we'll see if this actually makes a difference. Uh, I bet it doesn't. But, hey, I've been proven wrong before. We'll see. Speaking of being proven wrong before... Uh-huh. 
We have some games to talk about. Uh, we have a, a game to talk about, uh, really. But if you want to real briefly talk about the other one. I'll briefly talk about a game that, speaking of disappointment, I played. Okay. NBA 2K20. The new NBA game, the new NBA 2K game. Yeah. Um, I bought this for a birthday present. Not my birthday, of course. <laughs> but a birthday a present. Birthday. Um, we went to put it in and, you know, start it, and what do you know? We have to download and, you know, wait. Yeah. Um, it took us, it took 30 gigabytes from the disk to download, but then it also needed another 30 gigabytes from the cloud internet to download as well to play the game. Uh-huh. It was dumb, as it was trying to both... <laughs> install the game on the disc and download at the same time, which it cannot do, or it'll do it super slowly. Yeah. And it was like, okay, can we choose to do one? No. no. It made it do the same at the same time and slowed it down to a full three-hour crawl that we're like, uh, we give up. Why? Yeah. Uh, we did get to a point, though, where we could start it and, you know, we thought, oh, it'll give us two default teams that we can play against. No. It sent us to a tutorial uh, where we could play in single player only. Uh, it will give us tutorials on how to play uh, NBA 2K, how to pass, shoot, play defense, screen, post up, slam dunk, and then you could also do a scrimmage. But it was a single player scrimmage, <laughs> which pissed both of us off. Yeah. So we we're just handing the controller back and forth, like, hey. You try it, okay. You try it, okay. You get, you try it, okay. I'm bored. Yeah, let's see how this is loading. No, no, it only went up like maybe ten percent. We're like, ah, yeah. screw this. It's just, a, it's. I've heard this, versions of this story a lot, where people, especially like families at Christmas, will buy their kids games that they think they're all gonna play, and then they just sit there on Christmas Day watching a loading screen because they can't actually play it yet. Mm -hmm. That's just this new generation of games. Yeah. And, like, that sucks. I think that, yeah, developers, keep this in mind when you're making something that has a multiplayer mode. People are going to want to sit down with their friend and play it. It's not rocket science. Do a thing where there's only, like, within the first, like, notch, that the ready-to-play notch, right. like, make sure that there's a mode that you can play multiplayer. Madden does this, yes. where you can play as usually the Super Bowl teams from before, right. where all of a sudden you put you into it as a tutorial, but you can also get a second player to play it, and you can play it against each other, and they do that very well. Why can't you do that here? Yeah, it does It's only five sense. players. It's not like the 11 on football, or 11 in soccer. It's five goddamn players. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, no. It's that stupid. But yeah, that was my experience with it. Fun. Yeah. Well, not much of experience, but I have been um, noticing a lot of complaints about 2K20. Yeah. Um, both in online and in graphical errors, and it uh, be it being called a reskinned update of 2K19. Mm. But I'll get to that at some point because my time and probably your time as well. Was rather consumed <laughs> by a majority of a different game, uh -huh. a different uh, variety of great lands to behold in us. Okay, so 
Borderlands 3. Okay. Um, it's a long time coming uh, for this thing. We've been waiting for it for a very long time. Borderlands 2 was 2012. That's okay. Kingdom Hearts 2 was 2007. Yeah. But, <laughs> Six. <laughs> but as game releases go, we were waiting a quite a while for a proper Borderlands sequel. Yeah, the pre-sequel came out. It doesn't really count. So did Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. But different that, game. that was a different, different thing. Yeah. Entirely. So, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk over the years about what a Borderlands 3 would be, should be, and, like, different kinds of expectations people have for what it would be. Especially coming out of Borderlands 2, which is a storied game that most people play, and most people, I would say, kind of jumped on the Borderlands train if they weren't already on it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't necessarily know where to start. So, do you want to start with maybe the things we liked about it? Or do you maybe want to get the negatives out of the way? Ah, uh, <laughs> oof. I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50 on H. But let's, yeah. go, let's go with the good first. Well, the good news is, is that if you like Borderlands, they made a Borderlands game. And what I mean by that is this could have come out like two years after Borderlands 2. And people would have been like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Yep. It takes everything that the previous game did and refines it. There are plenty of, like, quality of life changes that really improve kind of the moment-to-moment gameplay. Like, they made fast travel easier. You can fast travel from the map mm-hmm. most of the time now, which is something you used to not be able to do. Yep. There, the map itself can be, like, zoomed into and rotated so you can see, like, actual elevation changes, which is great. Um, That's one thing I really liked is that these maps are very expansive. They are huge, but they're also very layered, much like the way I like my movies. (laughs) Yes, and your parfaits. And my parfaits and my cakes. Um, Another thing is uh, the action skills are now uh, expanded threefold. You can have um, different action skills per character. It's not just one per character anymore. You can choose, kind of customize which one you want, and you can customize that action skill as you progress down that skill tree. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more customizable in the things you can do on the skill tree than it used to be. Uh, I really appreciate that, as it allows you to customize the character that you want, even within a class. Right. Now, speaking of classes, you picked the Siren class. So yeah, I picked the Siren class Amara, mm-hmm. and I am choosing to spec her towards the uh, like, not the melee direction, which is one direction you could take her. Right. But I'm taking her in the, um, the kind of afar combat direction, because I just came off of replaying Borderlands 2, where I was playing that siren. And this siren has a very similar move. It's a hold-them-in-place move, mm-hmm. except this one's even better yes. than the Borderlands 2 one. This one, there's one, uh, uh, for example, uh, one of the expansions I just got on it, is to have multiple, like basically a grab several enemies in a row effect, where if I kill one that's been grabbed, the hand will move on to a different target immediately we'll after keep going. and chain it at like up to three times. And I'm like, that's rad. Okay. So yeah, like little changes like that. Um, they uh, change the economy a little bit by letting you buy uh, backpack upgrades with money as opposed to iridium. Yep. Iridium is now kind of reserved for uh, mostly um, visual, uh, mostly uh, um, uh, makeup, outfits, outfits, and, outfits and, heads and, and cosmetics. Cosmetics. Is what I was looking for. 
Uh, so yeah, it's like they've done a little, like, every little bit, like, every little once in a while you notice a bit of change that they've made that's really cool. Oh yeah, and the thing where you can uh, change quests with the left and right on the Yeah, you don't have to go through the menu anymore. Also a lifesaver. Little things like that are improved and are really, really cool. And it is still fun to play. The shooting, I think, is better than two. I think the shoot they've they've got. I liked the shooting a lot in one. Mm -hmm. The shooting in this seems like a compromise between one and two. Right. I like the shooting in two a lot. I like the shooting in this one. I don't see a whole lot of changes. It's similar. But it, it but it feels, feels a little better to me. It feels like it's more accurate when you do the zoom in. Yes. Uh, that is going right to them, not where you were. They've improved uh, sniper Auto rifles targeting. and shotguns, which like is important that. because mm -hmm. they kind of sucked in two, both of those. Yeah. I never use shotguns in two. I use shotguns a lot more now because they actually have like knockback effects now that they used to not. It's funny because I don't use shotguns. I use pistols, SMGs, and uh, assault rifles. I'm using pretty much pistol, uh, assault rifle, and shotgun. They, uh, speaking of the bazillion guns, they also have a lot of certain guns that are very helpful. I recently got it, an infinity gun. Yeah. Um, a gun that is infinite in bullets. You just pull the trigger and let it go. Yeah. It's really fun. But it's also, you know, the takeaway is that it is, like, does the exact same damage no matter what you're shooting <laughs> Yeah. <at. laughs> and I've, uh, I've noticed that some of the, some of the um, guns now have secondary modes. Yes. Which is new to this game. Um, so, like... Sometimes it'll be like a shield that can generate. Sometimes it's like a little blowtorch that could be as melee attack. Right. You can also change the weapon to, between shooting a single uh, a single fire to a burst shot or a shotgun shot or a yeah. rocket launcher shot. So yeah. Uh, overall, I guess to kind of like to summarize all of that, if you like Borderlands, there's a lot to like here. It's a it's a Borderlands game through and through through and through. Oh yeah, it's got the it's got the big maps you want. It's got the wasteland. It's got the cars. It's got the characters. Oh, yeah. It's got the characters. Let's bring yeah. back a lot of the characters. We'll get there in the negatives. <laughs> okay. The only thing though is that there's a lot to like here, but the one thing that kept going through my mind while playing this reminded me a lot of my experience of. Another game earlier this year. Can you name that game? I don't know. We only played like four games. I know. It was a game I played this year and finished. Game that you played and finished? Yes. Uh, this year. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Reach back in those memory banks. Another three. Wait. Kingdom Hearts? No. no. Crackdown 3. Oh, yeah. You remember tried? Crackdown 3? I remember you playing Crackdown 3. Remember what I said about Crackdown 3? I remember you said, this is a really good game, this is a Crackdown game, and I would have liked this game ten years ago <laughs> when the game should have come out. Well, uh, a lot of what I said about Crackdown 3 could easily be copied and pasted about Borderlands 3. <laughs> and that's the negative part of this. So, negative. If you like Borderlands, it's a Borderlands game. So, okay, here's the deal. So just like Crackdown 3, this is a game that's moment-to-moment -moment a lot of fun to play mm -hmm. and, like, does its thing very well. The only thing is, is that is it. It does nothing revolutionary. It does nothing particularly interesting. And in, in a way, for Borderlands 3, that's even more egregious because 
it has had so much evolution in its genre by other companies since Borderlands 2 came out that it's almost like this game was made in a vacuum. It's a game that's pretending none of those games happened. It's a game that pretends Destiny never happened, which right. is insane to me. Mm -hmm. There's no hint that this game has the ambition that was trying to be Destiny, even wanted to be Destiny. And I'm not saying that it should be. I'm just saying that it's amazing to me that Gearbox at any time didn't think that maybe a bigger concept for a Borderlands game could have been possible. Like, if they could have spun this off into something else. Well, they did try and kind of spin up by going to different planets, but I kind of missed that yeah. charm from Borderlands 2, yeah. where it felt like this is one continuous world. So, yes, I 100% agree with you. I think the planet thing is really misleading. It is. when they said, with, so the end of 2, the whole big thing at the end of 2 is, spoiler for the end of Borderlands 2, is, hey, we found this map, and turns out that there are vaults on different planets in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Basically hinting that a sequel in the future, where you would be able to go to those planets. And that is true. Except here, the planets and the way that you go to the new planets is basically the same thing as going to a new region in the old game. It's the it's same... It's no different. No, it's, it's the same... It's got the Kingdom Hearts thing where, sure, you're going to a different planet... But everything within that planet is now confined to that planet. It's only really one, maybe two, three spaces. But then that's yeah. it. Whereas Borderlands, I didn't play Borderlands 1. But with Borderlands 2, it was, you continue running. You can run yes. from the beginning of the map, of where you started, and literally run through each gate to the very end in one continuous yeah. path. Borderlands 1 is is also the same. Uh, in both of those games, yeah, it was just one big open world mm -hmm. connected by little little pockets of like, right. worlds. And yeah, with the, the planets, I mean, they do kind I mean, they do kind of have equiv the equivalent to that is you can fast travel really easily. But at the same time though, it still feels like it's disconnected and isn't delivering on the feel of going to a different planet. Well, that's the thing that because you can literally fast travel between a planet, the, having that space of going through space to a new planet loses that feel, loses yeah. that excitement, because it's just, well, could you just say, this is now activated and now I can go there? Yeah. It's, it's like they, they tried to shoehorn in the end of Borderlands 2 with yeah. a different planet into making it a part of this new game. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like, And so much of it feels like there was something else that they could have done that they chose not to. Because the stuff that they're doing with the even further customizable uh, action skills and stuff with the skill tree, I feel like that would make a lot more sense if this was a live game, like Destiny. Because mm -hmm. then you would have, oh, that person's a siren, but they have their siren specced in this other way that I don't. Basically leaving like open to a situation where you could team up with like other sirens that were different enough from you where that would make sense. But as a normal Borderlands game, chances are your friends are not going to have the same class as you. Mm -hmm. And so you're not it's there's no real reason to do that. I mean maybe they will. But like generally speaking, it's a system that makes more sense in a live game than it does here. Right. So there's little bits and pieces of this game that I feel like they maybe at one point were gonna do more with and then just didn't. 
It feels like they want to do something like Destiny by having the Sanctuary be a hub world. Yeah. But because Borderlands is, for all intents and purposes, a story-driven game, yeah. they couldn't do that with people being in different parts of the story and different things happening yeah. to different parts of the map. And while we're on it, uh, what do you think about the story in this game so far? Uh, I'm not as far as you are. I'm about, I'm about level 12. Okay, I'm about level 20-ish. Jeez, you got way ahead of me. <laughs> uh, from what I... I have not been able to play since Sunday, so... Oh, okay. Uh, no, I was able to play a little bit, an hour or two here and there. Uh, but I've also been doing literally all the side quests. I'm using your pistol. <laughs> My <laughs> pistol? You dropped. What did I drop? <laughs> we, oh, I should tell the, the podcast, we did get to play with each other once. Yeah. Uh, for a brief... Uh, no sound to sesh. Yes, I asked you for the mic. You're like, nah. Then again, you wouldn't have a mic. So. <laughs> yeah, I would have had to dig up my my hand, like my the one that came with the PS4. Right. Um, but yeah, um, during that, we, you you ended up getting, I guess, a new pistol at some point. You threw your old one at the ground. That's when I sent you the text saying, "Thanks for the crap." Oh. I didn't mean like bad crap. I mean actually, thank you because that pistol was better than what I had. I couldn't use them until I leveled up. But as soon as I leveled up, I could use it. It's a lot better than what I had before. What level are you at right now? I'm 12. That was a level 12 pistol. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have the level... Uh, I want to get gift you when we get back. <laughs> a level 15 infinite shot. Oh, nice. Okay. Which is what I was meaning. It's a pistol. It's, But it says one shot on it, but when you pull the trigger, it's just an infinite, one continuous shot. Yeah. But you have to be level 15 to, to use it, though. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet. Anyway, sorry, we got derailed. Story. Uh, uh, story. I'm about a quarter of the way into it. Um, I kind of like what they're doing with the term followers and Children of the Vault being followers of a, like, a YouTube kind of star following, uh, personality following. But I do kind of miss Handsome Jack and that dictator role. I do not at all. Oh, I loved it. He was my least favorite part of it. He was my favorite part of that. I hated everything about his character. Because it made you want to kill him, right? No, but that's the thing. Is like I just didn't want to hear him. I was just like, shut up. Stop talking to me. You just butt in randomly with random shit. It's the worst. That's what made it great. No, I like this take better. I think it's a more interesting story. Um... Not necessarily a fan of like ha- like every game having to have Lilith as being like the character. The Superman. I don't know. Like the, her arc in two was fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't think she's as great as a character as everybody else apparently thinks. And so I was disappointed to see her rolled out again to be like center point of this. Um, uh, well, bouncing off real quick, speaking of Lilith being the center point, yeah. what are your thoughts on having a uh, mostly female crew that's cool. with you? I think that's really cool. Um, I, I didn't even really notice until just you just mentioned it, but yeah, you're right. It is mostly female, especially since my character is also female. Right. So it's just like, we're, we're all, all girl squad. So yeah, I didn't even realize that, but you're right. You Tannis and Ellie. And yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you know this, but they killed off Scooter. I think I picked that up in the dialogue. Uh, well, yeah, that's why he's uh, that's why riding he's the bomb there, yeah. in the uh, little photo there. But yeah, uh, they killed off Scooter in one of the mini games, one of the side games. Yeah. Uh, just like they killed off Roland. Right, right, right. But yeah, um, like I think that the, 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 it seems like they're going 
it kind of reminds me of the story of one more than it reminds me of the story of two, where it's like they're, they seem to actually be trying to do something with it, which is interesting. The downside of all this, though, is that there's a clear difference in tone in this one than two. Two felt to me like there were just constant jokes, that yeah. there was always something ridiculous happening. This one feels like it's trying to go there, but none of the jokes hit as well. I have not laughed once. I've been like, oh, that's a, that was a joke just happened. But I've just been like so nonplussed about it. I've just been like, well, that wasn't very good. I've kind of winked and nodded, like, go yeah. like, yeah, I see yeah, that. Exactly. Like, but yeah, that clap trap is said. I'm just like, all right, fine. Like, like my ass saved all your asses. Right. Yeah. I remember at that line, I was just like, okay, sure. It's just it's not that funny for a game series that's like known for its humor right and what a lot of people go for it this one is just not nearly as funny mm. and I'm wondering if maybe there was like a loss of some writers or something that happened over the course of the last few years because it just seems like the peppiness and tone of 2 uh, is just completely missing it definitely is because I'm trying to think of another one liner joke like that yeah and I can't. Yeah. But yeah, that's. It's like, and it's funny because it's like they're trying their best to do that kind of humor, but they're just not good at it. Well, I don't know if they're not good at it, but the stakes they're in aren't set up for it. Right. It's a more serious story. Right. Uh, whereas in Borderlands 2, because the antagonist, Handsome Jack, was literally laughing at you the whole time, yeah. it made sense for you to laugh back at him or have stuff to laugh around in the world. But here, because you're bouncing around from world to world, and basically on a wild goose chase, there doesn't feel like a time to sit back and go on a laughter side mission like the Ninja Turtles ones. Yeah. Like the Big Hunts. Like uh, the Border. The other thing I wanted to bring up, I wanted to bring up the side missions at some point, because I don't know if you noticed this. So kind of going hand in hand with the planet thing and also what you mentioned about the maps being bigger mm -hmm. is I feel like because the maps are bigger and because they want you to move like off of the planets it seems like there's less missions there's fewer missions and the side missions that are there have been beefed up I've noticed that a lot of the most of the side missions in this game unlike two and one are multi-tiered yeah. you'll do one thing and then They'll be like, oh, I forgot. There's this other thing you can do. Or it's, like, I'll, or it's go do this one thing and, hey, wait, it's not, it's not here? Or, yeah. wait, they messed this up. Okay, now you have to go do this. Okay, now I have to go do that. Yeah. Well, no, I'm really annoyed, so you have to go do this now. Right. It seems like, and I don't know, I'm ambivalent about it because like, part of me is like, okay, cool. I'm glad that the uh, side missions are longer because there's so few of them now. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, it's a lot of backtracking, and it makes them more tedious. That's one thing I noticed playing in the first world. Yes. That, especially in that opening Pandora planet, Yeah. that the yeah the missions are very few. I think there's only three per yeah. planet. Yeah. And even then, like, you run through the entire planet. But even running through the entire planet, there's not a whole lot of enemies. Like... They're in groups, unlike with Borderlands 2, where you run through each enemy wave and wave and wave. But it's right. like, they're huddled here, they're huddled here, they're huddled here, and you can kind of, like, drive around everything. Yeah, but I did notice, as Borderlands tradition, 
if you do play co-op, the enemies double. Because yes. I, I noticed that the, the first challenge I really had was when we were playing together. Right. Because before that, I had died once. One time! Oh no, same. It seems like it's an easier game. Slightly. And I'm playing on normal, I'm not playing on easy. No, no, I'm playing on normal. And like, I'm playing on normal and like, I feel like the da like enemies are not as uh, like they don't cause as much pain as they used to. Also, I noticed ammo seems to they seem to give you more ammo at the beginning of the game than before. I, I don't didn't really run out that often. No, but I did beef up my ammo. I got a I got a gun that just ate ammo because I was just like yeah. blasting through it so quickly. But no, yeah, yeah I, I mean know. the thing about Borderlands is that. Even though they have vending machines everywhere, you don't need them. There's plenty yeah. of ammo everywhere on the ground. There's plenty of guns everywhere on the ground. You don't need to go buy a whole lot of stuff. So I save all my money for the backpack upgrades. Yeah, probably going to end up doing that because I have a lot of money right now. Oh, definitely spend it because when you die, it takes 10%. Yeah, I know. I know so, how Borderlands work. Yeah. No, no, I, like, whenever I'm, I'm finished a planet, I immediately go to Marcus and say, okay, let me spend all my money here because I need to. Yeah, but I had, yeah, I had died once before I played with you, and then while I was playing with you, I think I died like twice or three oh, yeah. times because that boss battle was pain between the two of us. I know. I, I thought we had it a couple of times, and then like... The freaking electric floor kept getting me. Yeah. They would do the thing where it would just be the electric floor for the whole floor, and I'd be like, "Well, I'm screwed." And then, and like I just try, like you try to like jump, jump. I tried jump, to jump. get on top of the tri like the the ammo box. Oh, is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, I was trying to get on top of the ammo box, seeing if I would be safe, and it didn't work. Yeah. I was like, "That's stupid. This should work." I know. Yeah. Anyway, so basically, like, I mean, it's Borderlands, but yeah. it's also just Borderlands. So, like, right. that's a positive and negative. Uh, that is one thing I like though. When we did play co-op, I was able to. Give you a waypoint to yeah, say, "Hey, we're going cool. this way. Yeah, we're going that way." They're like I said, they tr they do a lot of real cool little little quality of life improvements to the Borderlands experience, but it's just that again. It's a game that feels like 2015. Also, the last thing I want to talk about, and I don't know if you've been having experience. So you're playing this on a base PS4, right? Yes. How has the performance been for you? Oh, it's I've I've hit um, oh. glitches and snags and Awful. frame drops constantly. So I'm playing on a pro. It is still bad. It is still bad. So I've I've seen I've seen that complaint online everywhere. So yeah, at the beginning it gives you the option, as a lot of pro games do, between resolution and performance. So you can either make it like the high resolution, like if you want to do it in 4K on a 4K TV. Mm -hmm. Or you can do it for best frame rate. I'm doing it for best frame rate, which for the most part looks fine, but it still hitches. And the menus, oh my god, the menus. The, the menus lag, are slow as fuck. It's the worst, especially the first time that you activate a menu when you power up the game. Yep. Every time. Lags like crazy. And it's worse uh, from what I've been when you're in co op. That if. It, it, it will lag, not your screen, yeah. but also the other yes. person. It's real bad. So yeah, I don't know. So just that's more of a buyer beware thing. Just know that it's not you, it's the game. Yeah. Because I hear that people, even on Xbox One X, are having issues. It's just not a well-optimized game, and hopefully they'll fix it in patches, but no guarantees. No, no guarantees. So, uh, yeah. Real briefly, have you checked your email? Oh, yeah. 
I keep getting letters from Jacobs because all, apparently all of my favorite weapons are Jacobs. Yes. Because apparently I don't shoot any other guns. Yeah. And so they keep sending me guns. That, I got that too. They're yeah. like, oh, you hit 100 kills? Here, have a free gun. They sent me a, a, a good sniper rifle finally. All, all the stuff they sent me were crap until finally they mm-hmm. sent me a sniper rifle. I'm like, all right, this will I actually use. But yeah, speaking of which, it's real quick, the, the loot. Have you been getting real crap? Like, I feel like I'm not getting anything good. Like, uh, I'll get a good thing every, like, couple hours. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that a lot of my stuff I just keep selling. Now, also, SMGs. I've gotten, like, two the entire game. Where are all the SMGs? I don't know, but... All I, I get are shotguns. As soon as I found... That's funny, because I'm getting a lot of SMGs really? and not a lot of shotguns. I get... every Almost every drop is a shotgun for me. Shotguns and sniper rifles. And I'm like, ugh, sick of seeing shotguns Mine's and SMGs rifles. and pistols. Here. Where I, I got the 100 critical pistols, like, yeah. before I hit level 10. Speaking of which, have you been able to figure out how to see those challenges? Those challenges? Yeah, the, like the challenges that hit when you meet a certain goal. Uh, Where L- are they? L3. L3? Yeah, you gotta go to your map, <laughs> go all the way out to orbit, <laughs> and then you press L3. And it'll give you a list of challenges. Oh my god, that's stupid. It is. And also, I noticed that there's a whole, like, other challenges tier that doesn't even unlock until you beat the story. Yeah, there, yeah there's a tier, uh, there's a, there is in your menu a whole thing <laughs> yes, that is literally blocked time. off that they shouldn't even have there available <laughs> until after you beat the game. It's but for some reason, it's stupid. there to, like, it. tease you, like, hey, when you beat the game, you can get this. Like, yeah, but then I'll have beaten the game. Do I want to Well, then get you there? go to the second quest, like, traditional Borderlands thanks you. Right. Borderlands has always had a second second adventure, but still, it's, yeah, I don't know, it's it's everything, it's, it's, it's conflicted, I'm conflicted by it because it's everything I would have wanted out of Borderlands 3 if it wasn't 2019. Right, if games like <laughs> Destiny hadn't come out, if games like Apex Legends hadn't yeah. come out, if Fortnite hadn't come out... I mean, those are different kinds of games. But they're still, like, loot and shoot. And I will say there is a bit of... I can tell there's a little bit of influence that those games have had on Control specifically. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that there's a lot more... The, the Control of the character feels a lot more kinetic now. Yeah. Um, and, and the vaulting up ledges helps a lot with that. And I feel like that's definitely... Inspired by the Titanfall and Apex Legends and Call of Duty, yeah, I noticed that the vaulting and then the sliding. I slide a lot of this game. Yeah. So yeah, I think there are little things that they have taken notes about from other games, but for the most part, somebody told them that they just wanted that people wanted just another Borderlands, and I don't know who that was, but that's what they made. Randy Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. You're no longer there. <laughs> it's a game I'm going to play a lot of, and it's a. I'm conflicted because it's a game I'm. I'm glad I bought because yeah, I am like going to invest a lot money. of time in this. I'm going to definitely get my money's worth. Uh, my doctor is already annoyed that I've played so much of yeah. this game. But I'm going to play the, it as soon as we're done. Oh, I will too. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like this is a rare moment where I have the TV. <laughs> also, at the same time. It's a game that I kind of wish I did have five years ago yeah. when this should have come out. And it's frust- and it's funny, too, because if you probably... I was doing a different podcast when Borderlands 2 came out, and if you <laughs> roll back the tape on that, I'm sure I had a lot of the same kind of things to say about 2. Because I remember I was disappointed by 2 when it came out. Right. Because I loved 1 so much 
I wanted it to be like one, and because they changed enough stuff that I didn't like, I was kind of mad about it too. And so, like, this is just history repeating itself with Borderlands as a franchise for me. It's funny you bring that up because the reason I played Borderlands Two, and the only reason I played Borderlands Two, is because I listened to you guys talk about oh, yeah. it and made me want to play it. It was good when it came out, but I liked Borderlands One more still. And yeah, and yet I played Borderlands 2 for years and years after it came out, so I'm sure it'll be the same thing here. So I don't know. Your yeah. mileage may vary. This is well, Your appeal of this game will depend on how much you like Borderlands and how much you're ready for another experience that adheres very closely to Borderlands 2. So, on the media boat patented scale, is this a rented streamage? Uh, so, it's tough. I say that if you want to play more Borderlands in the classic style that you've come accustomed to, absolutely buy this. Don't even think twice. If you are, however, only kind of on the fringes of the Borderlands experience and don't necessarily have like a big love for it, maybe wait until this is on sale. I want, yeah, I want to say that if you've played Borderlands and you've looked forward to this game, this game gives you what you want. It is a Borderlands-ass Borderlands game. So you will buy this. You've already bought this. It is on sale like in several places I saw online. We yeah. have Slick Deals. Uh, plug for them. So, yeah. But, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. I'd say Redbox this for a weekend. See if you like where it's going, what it offers. And if you like that, then definitely buy it because you will sink a lot of hours into this thing. As we, as I have, as we have. Yeah, it's a game that will probably uh, show up in our end of the year lists with a giant asterisk on it. For better or for yeah. worse. All right, that's it. Let's stop talking about this and let's end this podcast. Oh, we're gonna end this podcast. Let's end this well, podcast. Okay, let's uh, end this so we can play some Borderlands. Hey, Matt, if they want to watch uh, you or more likely me play Borderlands, where can they do that? They do that on Twitch.tv/slash MediaBoat. There, you can watch him uh, continue that, as well as continue his inter, uh, inter the Sanchez, face of the Sanchez mode on Madden 20, which he's yeah. also playing through. Um, whatever it is, you can find it there, twitch.tv slash mediaboat. You can also find us uh, streaming this podcast itself. Mediaboat Podcast goes up Wednesday nights live on YouTube. Just search youtube.com for Mediaboat Podcast and find our channel. Like, subscribe, comment. Um, and click that bell if you want to get notifications when we go live. If you want to hear us in audio form or in podcast form as well, search any of your podcast catchers for Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. Uh, and you can listen to all our episodes there. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at Media Boat Cast. We're on Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast and find our page, like and comment there. You can also find us on uh, Patreon.com if you want to help us out with money. You donate as little as a dollar a month, become one of our valued patrons, and help us fund the hosting of this podcast, and very, very much more. Uh, what else, what else, what else? You can also... Email us. Email us if you have any questions, comments, feedback, whatever. Uh, MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com. That'll be it for this week. We will be back next week for another episode. Look forward to that. Uh, yeah. In time, next we'll... Next week, we'll have at least four yes. music reviews. Yeah, right. uh, probably more Borderlands talk. If Emmy's wrap-up. Emmy's whole wrap-up thing. And more news and thoughts next week. But 
until then, thank you for listening. You can tune into any of our previous 190 plus, <laughs> 200 plus podcasts yes. if you want to. Um, otherwise, we'll yeah, see bye. you next week. Bye. Okay, bye. bye.